Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. So, I'll, I'll be fast. Amen. I'm preaching today's message, the message we have for today, that is the power of, sacrifice, of the sacrifice. For the whole fast, the 21-day fast, it's been prevailing power. Amen. Prevailing power. God giving us that strength, that power to overcome, to win, to succeed. Amen. To have the upper hand in life. Amen. And daily, we've had different messages coming to us on how to get prevailing power and how to also sustain it. But for the last word, this is a word God gave me, the power of the sacrifice. And our scripture reading is quite a long one. First Chronicles chapter 21, the verse 1 to 28. I'm just thinking, should I read all? But let me go. Now, Bible says, now Satan stood up against Israel and moved David to number Israel. That means that David asked for a census to be taken. So David said to Joab and to the leader of the people, go number Israel from Beersheba to Dan and bring the number of them to me that I may know it. And Job answered, may the Lord make his people a hundred times more than they are. But my Lord King, are they not all my Lord's servants? Why then does my Lord require this thing? Why should he be a cause of guilt in Israel? Nevertheless, the king's word prevailed against Joab. Therefore Joab departed and went through the whole land of Israel and to Jerusalem. And so he came and gave the number, he did a census, and by the number to David. And he said the number of them were 1 million, 100 and something thousand who were warriors and 470,000 men who also drew the sword. But he said he didn't count two tribes. And Bible said God was displeased. God was very displeased with this thing. Why was God displeased? Why, we wonder why was God displeased? Because David numbered Israel. God was displeased because you see, in numbering Israel, David was more or less taking credit for the people he has, that I have these people. He was also being puffed up with pride, thinking that because of the number of people he has, that means he has strength. Amen. He didn't, you know, give it out that his dependency was on God. Amen. He was looking at his numbers, which was, you know, um, displeasing to God. God was so angry that he, Bible says he struck Israel. And David apologize okay so i've sinned greatly because i've done this thing so he prayed that he be forgiven but the lord spoke to god david seer and said go and tell david this thing he said i give you these three things choose one one the first one is that i that you go you 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 get three years of famine the land goes through three years of famine or three months of being defeated by your enemies or you come to, to choose my part. That's three days of the sword of the Lord. So he gave him three choices. And David was smart. David said, no, I, I'll choose three days of the sword of the Lord. Because he recognized a man can be very wicked. Because if he chooses to fall into the hands of his enemies, it will be terrible. He will not get any mercy. But he recognized that if he chose to fall in the hands of God, maybe God will be merciful. And beloved, our God is merciful. You know, he, he, he doesn't give us what we deserve. If, I, if God were to give us what we deserve, we wouldn't be here. Amen. But So he fell on the mercy of God 
And so God said, okay. So then God sent an angel. And the angel went throughout the length and the breadth of Israel, killing people until it came to a point where David was in so much distress and he prayed and he and his way, they prayed to God for mercy, God for mercy. And God gave them mercy, amen. But it was by a sacrifice, amen. It was by a sacrifice. So the angel of the Lord was, you know, with a sword drawn in his hand to destroy everything. And God stayed his hand. He said, you should wait. And David said that, Lord, stop killing these people. It's I who have sinned. So kill me and my family and leave these people. God had mercy on him and God said to the angel to hold on. But then God said that he should go to a man called Onan, Onan's threshing floor, and go and make, build an altar there and make a sacrifice unto him. And David did that. But when he went, Onan said, I'll give you the threshing floor for free. He said, no, no, no. I will not give to God anything that does not cost me. So he paid for it and he offered the sacrifice and God heard him and the plague was stayed. I'm just summing it up. The plague stopped. Amen. People stopped dying. Amen. Now you see in life, there are so many situations, so many issues that come up in life. And I believe in the 20, 20 days, we've learned so many tactics, so many weapons of warfare, so many weapons to prevail. Amen. But one of the key weapons to prevail in life and to overcome the power of the enemy and to find preservation protection is in the sacrifice. Amen. The power of the sacrifice is great because it touches the heart of God and causes his hand to move on our behalf. Amen. Now, a sacrifice is anything, and I mean anything, given to God for, to, for atonement or for thanksgiving or for worship, or as an offering, or for sacrifice, or for service. Amen. That is what a sacrifice is. And whenever we lift a sacrifice unto God, it becomes sacred. Because it's unto God. It becomes holy. It becomes set apart. Amen. I'm, I'm stressing on this because I'll be talking to you about the sacrifice of your life. Amen. Now, the first mention of sacrifice we find in the word of God was made by God himself. The first sacrifice ever mentioned in the word of God was made by God himself. Amen. And that was when he killed an animal to cover Adam and Eve after they sinned and they said they were hiding from him because they were naked. And they had made fig leaves and placed the fig leaves around them as a covering. But how, how many of you understand that figs, fig leaves will always dry up? If you cover yourself with leaves, the leaves will dry up. Amen. You, you need something that is more substantial. And in our time, or if I were to describe the fig leaves that we use, is a pretense. They're hiding our head in the sun like the ostrich. Amen. You cannot, you, fig leaves can't keep you forever. You must come to the truth of things and do that which will be lasting. Amen. So God realizes that they didn't even have that wisdom, killed an animal and took the skin and covered them. So they wouldn't run from him. That was the first mention of sacrifice. Now the greatest sacrifice also that has ever been made was also by God himself. Amen. And that greatest sacrifice is the sacrifice of his son of God, the son of God, Jesus. He sacrificed his only son. Yeah, that's a good place to clap. <coughs> God gave his only begotten son to die in the place of man to atone for the sins of man so that we would not be punished, we would not go through the curse of the law, that man may be reconciled to him. 
Praise be to the name of the Lord. I'm reading Ephesians 5, 1 to 2. It said, therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. He said, God, Christ has offered himself to God as a sacrifice unto God for our sake. Amen. So in the place where you were supposed to die, he's died in your place. In the place where you were supposed to be cursed, he took the curse. In the place where you were supposed to wallow in abject poverty, he took your poverty that he can give you his riches. There's an exchange, there was an exchange made by Christ on the cross. Praise be to the name of the Lord. So Christ himself laid down his life. Jesus is the greatest sacrifice ever made. Amen. And it was also made by God. You see, the power of the sacrifice has great spiritual power. Otherwise, the death of Christ should not be able to afford so much power, so much liberty to us. But you see, the power of the sacrifice is in this. That is a spiritual medium. It is not just physical. Whenever you say you are bringing a sacrifice or you are giving your life as a sacrifice unto God, it is not just physical. It is a spiritual exchange. Amen. And it is a powerful one that secures your life. Those of you in the choir this morning, I was just thinking, you see, you are always coming to rehearsal, always coming, singing, ministering to God. I, I think you should stand up. You are just sitting down. It's always, because the word I got this morning from the Lord for you, always ministering, always singing, coming. When you are sick, you are coming. Nobody's giving you transportation. You are spending your money. 21 days, they'll be here every day of the 21 days. And I don't know how much it costs. But it costs, transportation is hard. From everybody's different, you make, you make, not you've made, you make sacrifices. The sacrifice of your lives in this ministry that you are in. And for that, God will reward you. There's a great reward for you, trust me. Amen. And it, it, it's, not, it's not a physical thing you are doing. This is not a concert band. This a, 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 a choir and a ministry unto God and unto God's people. So it's a spiritual medium, it's a spiritual exchange. And if it's a spiritual exchange unto God, why will God not reciprocate and bless you? Ah! Every one of you will be blessed. You are blessed and there's nothing that you put before God that God will not give to you. I'm prophesying to you, there's nothing that you've asked of God that God won't give to you. One by one, everyone will see your testimony in this house to the glory of God. Give them a praise, give them a clap offering. Amen. Please be seated in his presence. Amen. So, you see, a sacrifice, as I said, is a spiritual medium. And God honors the sacrifice. Amen. That is made to him with a pure heart. You know, not, not, like, not like a Cain's of sacrifice. A, a, a sacrifice that's made to God with a pure heart, God honors it. Amen. And there are certain troubles that will come upon us that need this kind of divine intervention. And it's a sacrifice that will activate God's help for you. Hallelujah. Now, David, Bible says, was tempted by the devil. It wasn't his plan, but the enemy came in. And I believe it was in a moment of weakness, in a moment where he was counting his chickens and counting this and saying, oh, I have this, I have that. My people are many. Count my people. Let me know how many they are. And it was grievous before God. And it was an act of pride. And that's why God was so angry with him. By recognizing and repenting, God, I said, gave him three things to choose from. Amen. Three years of famine. It wasn't going to be easy. Three months to be defeated by his enemies. And David was a man who fought 66 wars and didn't lose one. And so he wouldn't take that route. 
He said, no, I'd rather fall into the hands of God because God is merciful. I pray that none of you will fall into the hands of your enemies. I pray that you will not become prey to the teeth of your enemies. Even if you have sinned at all, may you fall into the hands of the mercy of God. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Now, David was in great distress because he felt, I brought this thing upon these people. But then, God, you see, that's one thing I love about God. Oh, how am I going? You see, I always say that, you see, if God, <sighs> he's so merciful. Do you know, like, for example, we sin against him. And we are not even sorry that you call yourself. Oh, maybe can I use that as an example? Okay. You say, May, come, let us reason together. Even though your sins be as red as crimson, they shall be as white as wool. You have sinned against him. He is supposed to punish you. But he rather said, That means that he wants to forgive you already. That's the mercy of God. It's, it's not personal. Just an example. God bless you. Amen. You see, that is, that's how. That's the love of God. That even when we have wronged him and we are not even feeling sorry, he says, come, come, let us reason together. I know you've done that. I know you are like that. I know, but still, I love you. So he will show us mercy. May we fall into the mercy of God all the days of our lives. Amen. So he said, go and erect an altar and make a sacrifice that I may forgive you, that I may stay. That, that, that's what God was saying. So David went and got this altar. He made this altar. And I've explained to you some reason about that. An altar is a meeting place between man and deity. Between man and God. It's a sacred place. Dedicated unto God. Hallelujah. It's a place of worship. It's a place of sacrifice. Which is part of worship. Whenever we sacrifice anything unto God. It's part of our worship. Worship is not just singing. and No. It's part of our worship. Amen. Hallelujah. So David got this fashion floor and he paid for it. He said, I will not give to God anything that does not cost me. And that's the thing about the sacrifice. A sacrifice is not cheap. When we give a sacrifice unto God, it's something that must cost us. We must feel it. As I'm talking about these wonderful people here. They feel the pinch of some of the albums like this. He's always getting sore throat. And he has, now, now the matter is there. Matter is making hot drinks for him. That is his reward. I said, that is your reward, Albert. <laughs> For all your years of, God has rewarded with a beautiful, caring uh, wife. Let's clap. That is his reward. For all his struggle. Amen. So David paid for this place and built this altar. And he made a sacrifice upon it. And Bible says immediately, the Lord stayed the hand of the angel of death. The plague was averted. The plague was stopped because of the sacrifice that David made. It was a sacrifice to petition God for his mercy. And God accepted the sacrifice and he stopped it. He stopped the death. Amen. As I say again, there are some battles in your life that can be won only through sacrifice. And I say, a sacrifice will cost you. A sacrifice will cost you. Hallelujah. David made the sacrifice and there was a change. A sacrifice will cost you. I was thinking, you know, I've been thinking since yesterday that, you see, this life, I think of, I was telling my mother yesterday, I don't go anywhere. I realize my life is house, church, office, house, church, that's all. I seldom go anywhere. Why is the sacrificial life I've chosen? If you see me anywhere else, it's a wedding, 
Oh, a funeral. I look up in Tanko. Yes, I went to a funeral. Took us six hours to get there and five hours to get back. As I'm standing here, I'm standing here by grace. But you see, this is the life I've chosen. This is the sacrifice I've made of my life. Are you getting me? So when you make a sacrifice unto God, God honors that sacrifice. Amen. But it will cost you. It will cost you so many things. Amen. But a sacrifice is that which will also bring you the greatest reward of your life. Oh, are you with me this morning? In times of trouble, you will pray upon that altar or make a sacrifice at that altar and the altar will speak for you. Altars speak. Altars that are living and alive speak. You see, and a, a sacrifice on an altar always keeps it alive. When there's an altar that is not being serviced by sacrifice, it goes cold, but it never dies. That's why some people, after many years, you know, maybe their grandfather was worshipping something, was a comfort somewhere. For years, there's been no comfort. Then suddenly, one day, they say, oh, um, because the altar did not die. Altars don't die. It's either they become quiet because of lack of sacrifice. But whenever we have raised an altar to God, and the altar is being sacrificed, is being serviced by sacrifice, by worship, as we have done today. This altar is living. The altar lives. It's alive and it speaks. Amen. And your sacrifice upon the altar of God will always grant you an audience before God. Because when you are making a sacrifice unto God, you are not making it far away. You are coming to Him and bringing the, the, the sacrifice, whether it's your life. I have three um, things I, I preach. I, I preached this message when I was maybe 20-something. The sacrifice of your time, your talent, and your treasure. I'll never forget that message. But these are the sacrifices that we bring before God. And it will bring you, you know, give you an audience before God. Whenever we bring a sacrifice unto God, it brings you to a place where you have an audience before God. Where God is listening. Where God is hearing you. And God is answering you. Hallelujah. And that's one of the reasons why we don't come to church and we don't do offering. But whenever we even give your offering, you are making a sacrifice. And it speaks for you. Your offering will speak for you. Amen. Is somebody with me this morning? I'm trying to run through this thing very fast. Amen. And there are certain times that your sacrifice upon the altar will bring great deliverance from the evil attacks of the enemy. And your sacrifice will bring you before God and great grace will be given to you. Listen, Noah after the flood, built an altar and gave a sacrifice of every clean beast. And he put fire to it. And when the aroma of the burning flesh went up to him, I said, God smelt it. And it was pleasing to him. It was a sweet aroma. And God swore that day by himself that he would never destroy mankind, the whole earth, by flood again. Amen. It was the, the, the aroma of the sacrifice that moved the heart of God. God smelt it. Mm. This is pleasing. This has changed my mind. I will never destroy the earth and all mankind by flood again. And he said also that for as long as the earth remains, sea time and harvest time, cold or, um, or summer or winter will never cease. He was talking about the cycles of the time that he has appointed. It was something that moved his heart to swear by himself. Hallelujah. Amen. And this is the kind of thing we're talking about. Bringing or putting a sacrifice before God always, that will cause the mercy of God to come upon you. It can even stop the voice of death threatening you. God himself said he was going to kill Moses. Why? Because Moses had, you know, not, not circumcised, 
Do you know why I, I almost said that? There's a gentleman in the church. Where is he? Uh, he uh, he's not here. One day we were at um, M Plaza at service, and he came, and I met him outside. So what me? My cock has said, too. I said, Moses hadn't circumcised his sons that he had with Zipporah, his wife. And so God was going to slay him. And the story is so, is, you know, amazing because God has sent him at that time to go and bring Israel out of Egypt. He was a man on a mission. Let's say a man of God going to perform God's counsel. And God remembers that you, you have not even honored the covenant that's between us. I'll kill you. That's how deep he gets with God. So let's not take God for granted. But then quickly his wife, understanding covenant, quickly circumcised her sons and threw the foreskin. She gave the foreskins up. to his, And said, take it. You blood, you're a bloody husband. And then God stayed his hand and didn't kill Moses. Praise the Lord. So there are certain times where your sacrifice will stop or silence the voice of death threatening you and your family. Amen. Your sacrifice is a weapon in your hands. Amen. Hallelujah. That will help you travail over many things and prevail over many issues. It will cause you help you to prevail over many, many circumstances. Some of us were alive today by the power of the sacrifice. If it wasn't for the sacrifice, we'll be dead. We'll be history. Amen. And there are three things I'm talking to you about this morning. Your time, your talent, and your treasure as a sacrifice. When we say sacrifice, the first thing people think of is money. No. It's not only money. The first thing we talk about is yourself. Amen. The, the, the sacrifice of your life. Amen. Let me read to you from Hebrews 13, 15. He said, therefore by him, let us continue continue to offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That's the fruit of our lips, giving praise to God. The fruit of your lips, giving praise to God. That's why we come to church. The first thing we are doing is praise and worship. We are bringing a sacrifice to God. Whenever you come, that's why when you don't come forward, I'm looking at you because, you see, even the dance is a sacrifice. The singing is a sacrifice. The lifting up our hands is a sacrifice unto God. So the fruit of your lips, giving thanks to God, giving praise to God, is a sacrifice that you bring to God. And so if you are someone who is prone to giving God thanks, worshiping, praising God, that is a sacrifice that you are making that will do all these things for you. You'll be shocked that maybe one day you come to church and the praise that you give to God will avert a, an accident in your life. Because when the praise goes up, the glory comes down. When our praise goes up, the glory comes down. And God, Bible says, inhabits the praise and the worship of his people. So your, your praise, your thanksgiving, the fruit of your lips, giving thanks to God is a sacrifice. We don't take it for granted. Hallelujah. So that's all. Yeah, we are just praising Russia. You realize that certain times I'm standing here, I want them to go. But sometimes I'm afraid. Sometimes they are worshiping and the time, because you pull, you always time me as you are timing me now. Um, and you want me to finish early, so you go home. And they are also singing. And I, it's not a waste of time. And I know that they are ministering to God. And I want to also stop them to come and preach. But I'm afraid. Oftentimes, I'm afraid to tell them, stop. So before service, I'll tell, tell the choir, please, they should give me the mark at this time. Because if they're in the worship, and I, I know the presence of God is, you know, be receiving the worship, God's presence here, it's very, it will be very hard for me to tell them, stop. How dare I stop the worship, 
the praise, the sacrifice that God's people are making to him. I can't. And so I'll stand there and wait and wait until I'll be gets tired or Samir gets tired. But you see, it is holy. Our sacrifice of praise is holy and it carries weight. You can praise your way out of distress. You can praise your way out of depression. You can praise your way out of prison. There's a man called Marilyn Caruthers. He has a book, Prison from Prison to Praise. Find it and read it. How he was in prison and he praised God and he got his deliverance. Hallelujah. Then I'm talking about your body, your life. He says, Romans 12, 1, says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Your reasonable service. So pre present your body as a living sacrifice. Your body, your talent, whatever God has given you, he said, sacrifice, use as a sacrifice unto God. And that's what I'm talking about them. They, have, they are giving their bodies as a living sacrifice unto God. A sacrifice is often that which is killed, but then we are talking about the sacrifice that has died with Christ, but yet lives because the life of Christ is in us. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. So when we give our lives over to serve God, it's a sacrifice. It's a powerful sacrifice. In fact, the greatest protection you have in this world, I believe, is to serve God. But when you are serving God in any capacity, there is a covenant between you and God. And God will not break his covenant with you. Hallelujah. If it wasn't for that, we would be dead. But God keeps us because we serve him. And every one of you has been given something that you can do to serve the Lord. Amen. Some of you, there's something. Everyone has a talent or an ability to serve God. So find your place in sacrifice, in serving God, in giving your life as a living sacrifice unto God. Hallelujah. And it's a powerful weapon. God says that you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and bless your water. And he says, and he will take sickness from the midst of you. And he says that, and none of you be barren or miscarrying in the land. And the number of your days I will fulfill. Amen. It's a powerful covenant word that if you serve him, he will bless your bread and your water. Which means that you will not lack to eat. You will not beg to eat. He will give you full supply all the time. The work of your hands will be blessed when you serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And he says that he will make sure that he will take sickness from you. Sickness can come, but he will take it away from you, that you live. And that is why those who serve the Lord, there's a, a certain grace given us to defy, to prevail over sicknesses and diseases and over death itself. Because your life counts for much. When you are serving God with your life, your life counts for much. A long time ago, God said something to me. I said, huh? You know, some of the things he said, I said, really? You know, he said, you are precious in my sight. And he said to me, do, uh, do you know how long it takes to prepare a vessel like you? I said, huh? And when he explained it to me, I understood. Because I've been born again for, I think it's 35 years. 35 years of a new birth. And over 27 years of ministry. Seen it all. Done that. 
everything, been through it all. And he said that many come and they run. Many come and because of the struggles, they quit. But you haven't quit. You understand what I'm saying? So when you are serving God, your life holds value in the sight of God. I pray that every one of us will find our area of service to God. I'm talking about your time, your talent, and your treasure. Finally, your treasure. Amen. Christians get edgy when you talk about money. So this is me. I've stopped. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, Psalm 50 verse 5 says, Bring my faithful people to me, those who have made a covenant with me by giving sacrifices. Solomon gave a thousand burnt offerings. And God came to him that night and said, Solomon, ask what you will and I'll give it to you. God literally gave him a blank check. What do you want? He said, and I'll give it to you. Why? Because Solomon made a sacrifice that shook God and shook heaven. You know, sometimes it's not the amount, of, but it is relative to what you have. And it's relative to what it costs you. I think I've told you before that a long time ago, some Muslims were having a crusade in Akusomo. Was, the place was opposite my grandma's place, a place called Kombai. And they stood there for, for, for about a week or so. No, insulting Jesus. And Jesus says this. All kinds of insults. I can't mention on this holy platform. And I used to go to visit my grandma almost every day. And so when I get there and they are saying all these things, I was getting infuriated. And my, my initial, you know, thought, of, ah, this is what we should do something, you know, stop that. Then I thought, how can you stop them? But then I prayed and God said, wait for them to finish. They go and start in the same place, build, you know, a platform. And for 30 days, teach. He said, don't preach. He said, teach about Christ. Teach about everything about Christ. So I have seven pastors. So I gave everybody topics. Everybody had, had two or so or three topics. And we went to stand at that place to preach. But before we went, we realized that we didn't have the megaphones that these people had. They had these uh, long megaphones. And they were powerful. You know, the Muslims, the megaphone. When they start speaking, the whole area hears. We didn't have it. We didn't even have, um, what do you call this thing? Whatever. To, to even man it. We didn't have it. And then I said, where am I going to get it from? And you know, there's one thing about Christians, and it's so sad, that one church will not give its instruments to another church. We say we are serving the same God. It's wrong. But I, I, I said, who is going to give me these instruments, just a mic, a mics, and this um, this thing or the speakers, horn speakers, and then that little thing to run it. Nobody. So I thought hard. I prayed. No answer. Then one day it clicked me. What do you have? I was so young. I didn't have anything. I was in my twenties. I said, okay, I know what I have. I have my engagement ring. I have some jewelry that I had. As I'm going to sell it. So I called a friend. I said, let's go. And he, I was like, oh, so she was like, ah. I said, Kojami, jewelry shop. I went there and I, I pawned the thing. Those days, the lady even cheated us. She gave me those days three million. But I know it was worth more. But I, didn't, I, I was not bothered. At least I had something. So we went to Accra to buy horn speakers. They had Ahuja. Ahuja was the best at that time. Amani couldn't even buy Ahuja. There was a Chinese one called Densing. Densing. <laughs> Papa, 
dancing. So we bought this dancing hall speakers and we bought a little, what, what do you call that? What do you call that? Mixer, correct. And the mixer was like this. This size. Today, look at our mixer. Where's our mixer board? It's there. If you go, go to that room, they go and see our mixer board. It's bigger than, it's like this. Powerful. You see, there's a time and a season for everything under the sun. Hey, your beginning might be small, but your latter end shall be greatly increased. Do I have a people of God in this house? Oh, give the Lord a praise. Your latter end shall be greatly increased. So wherever you are in life today, do not give up. Do not despair. Take what you have and serve God. Take what it is and serve God. Hallelujah. Then sing. Now then sing, no. Wusha. And yet they did say, would they know? But we stood with the dance. Aha! That's a horse speaker. The horse mom with horse speaker. That's a horse speaker. This one looks like dancing. Show them that huja one. Huja one. But we we preach Christ. We talk about Christ. We talk about prophecies for, about his birth. We talk about his incarnation. We talked about his birth. We talked about, I mean, everything that we could, we knew, we taught. And we got souls. And some Muslims also joined them and gave their life to Christ. That was the icing on the cake for us. But the night I came back from Accra, I was asleep and God woke me up. And he said to me, for this thing you have done, this thing you went to pawn, you will never have to buy any jewelry yourself unless you want to. That's what he said to me. And I've seen it happen and happen and happen all over again. Over. There's somebody here. She bought me a set. You know, but it's been like that. Your sacrifice, beloved, will always, always yield a reward. And not only the reward, but it will take you to a different level altogether. The reward, like maybe money, and it's, it's nothing compared to your life that will be spared. Your family that God will build up for you. Your future that will be bright. It's nothing compared to it. Hallelujah. Amen. So Solomon said, said give, ask what you will. And he said, Lord, I, I just want wisdom. God said, wisdom, I'll give it to you. I'll add unto you riches, wealth, and honor. And Solomon became the richest and the wisest king that ever lived. Hallelujah. The power of the sacrifice is to establish relationship between you and God. Amen. Or to restore right relationship between you and God. Amen. It's sacred. It's a sacred order. Amen. So these three things, your time, have time for God. Serve God with your body, with your ability, your talent. What has God given you that you can do? Some of you, you are amazing singers. Some of you, you can help. Some of you are in the ministry of helps. Your own, you give money. It's okay. It's good. It's a form of sacrifice. Whatever you can do. You know, and I always say, but one day you'll be surprised when you get to heaven that maybe my crown will not be as big as the person who sweeps the church. You'll be shocked that the pastor's crown, apostle's crown will not be as big as the one who has swept this church neatly and we are sitting here, we're happy. Service. Sacrifice. Your time. Your talent. And your treasure. Amen. And I know that the God who is speaking to us by this word today has a plan for your life. There's something that God wants to do in your life. That's why he's calling 
for your sacrifice. He's calling for you to present your body as a living sacrifice unto him. Serve him with joy and serve him with gladness. He's calling for somebody in this house to begin to you know, use whatever he's giving you. Maybe to help the poor, to help those in prison. Somebody has a prison ministry. You're not doing it. But in as much as God said you did for these ones, you did it for me. Let us find our sacrifice, whether it's in our time giving, our service, or in our, ta- our treasure, in our monies, or whatever you can do. Some people are building churches for God. Yeah. And I always say Muslims, they fight to build mosques. Christians, they want you to do la la su la la. You know? Pastor, you have to do la la su la la. You know la la su la la. No fine, no fine. Pacho, pacho, pacho. But if God has given the capacity to build his house, it is the greatest, I don't know, opportunity that's been given you. Because he didn't even allow David, the one he says, he had found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He didn't allow him to build his house. But you have been given to build the house of God. Why? Because Jesus' blood, the sacrifice of his blood, has washed away your sin. And if you were a man of war, today you are no longer a man of war. If you were a murderer, today the blood has cleansed you, no longer a murderer. So he says, come, build me. Ah, you see the mixer? That is our current mixer. You see our mixer there? I love this God. You know, he takes you from nothing into everything, not something. Everything that you could ever think or even imagine. To think that today all our branches have something like this. Well, we couldn't afford something like this. I said, begin somewhere. This is why I'm challenging everyone in this house. To get to the place of sacrifice. Key weapon in your hand. And by the weapon of sacrifice, you will prevail in life. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want to go on, but wisdom tells me stop. So I end here in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.